Welcome to the American Citizens Abroad Podcast. I'm Michelle, and today I'm chatting with Mary Louise Serrato, the Executive Director of ACA. Welcome, Mary Louise. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks for having me here today. What's new with ACA advocacy in Washington, D.C.? Well, 2023 started off with a new Congress and some new faces and changes in committee leadership. So ACA has been spending time getting to know the new players, and making them familiar with ACA, ACA Global Foundation, and our work. ACA continues to present our research work, contact offices that worked on legislation in the past Congress. There were three pieces of legislation in the past Congress that affected Americans or U.S. citizens living overseas. And we are educating new legislators. We're also meeting with the U.S. Treasury and tax writing committees and continue to provide them with updated information on the problems and our proposals for solutions. The good news is that our proposals are well received and they have appeared in media articles, which is really, really important, especially in the tax notes and tax analyst publications. We've had several articles written about our proposals. And those publications are read by all those working on tax up on Capitol Hill. So it's really great to see our work highlighted in there. They have also been published in documents from government offices, like the National Taxpayer Advocates Report to Congress, and our work has been cited in other government reports. This is why submitting testimony to committees and administrative offices is so important to ACA. It gets us into the bloodstream of Congress, so to speak. It is very important to get this kind of focus and attention as this resonates with congressional offices and the tax writing committees and shows that tax reform for U.S. citizens overseas is an important and well-supported issue. What sort of feedback are you getting from the offices? Great question. There is growing interest in the problems of U.S. citizens overseas. Some of this is thanks to FATCA and the continuing issues that people are having to deal with. I always say that FATCA is the gift that keeps on giving because it has opened the eyes of so many offices up on Capitol Hill to the greater problem, which is citizenship-based taxation. And it shows these offices the need for reform of that system to residence-based taxation, or RBT. There is rarely an office, ACA visits, that has not had a constituent write to them about the problems of FATCA, which in turn leads directly to the discussion of tax reform and the need for RBT. We can also see with our communications to the U.S. Treasury and other administrative offices that there is a keen interest in the subject of taxation of U.S. citizens overseas. 
What is happening with the three bills introduced in the last Congress? Congresswoman Maloney's safe harbor bill for FACA reporting, similar to ACA's same country exemption proposal, and her commission bill and Congressman Byers' tax filing simplification act. Those three bills were great efforts and have really helped with our advocacy up on Capitol Hill because they show that there is congressional interest in doing something for U.S. citizens overseas. They show that legislators put pen to paper and are serious about addressing the issues reported to them. It also supports that what ACA is reporting on the tax and compliance problems are a reality on the ground and something that Congress needs to seriously take up. Congresswoman Maloney is no longer in office. However, Congresswoman Titus, who is the chair of the Americans Abroad Caucus, has reintroduced the Commissions on Americans Living Abroad Act. The bill would create a commission to investigate all the issues of U.S. citizens living overseas. We are still awaiting news on the two other bills. However, we have been in contact with congressional offices and anticipate that something along the lines of what was introduced in the 117th Congress will be reintroduced in the new Congress. So TBD, check back with ACA on this. I can't stress enough how having legislation introduced, even if it isn't RBT or residence-based taxation, having legislation introduced that is attempting to address the problems is so important to advancing on tax reform. ACA has a writing campaign in support of Congresswoman Titus's legislation, and we encourage all your listeners to support this effort. There have been a few government and academic studies released, such as the Senate Finance Committee report on Credit Suisse's continued involvement in facilitating tax evasion, and the IRS academic report, The Offshore World According to FACA, A New Evidence on the Foreign Wealth of U.S. Households. Do these reports help or hurt advocacy for tax reform? Yeah, that second report is a real mouthful. (laughs) Congratulations for getting through it. These reports are actually helping efforts for tax reform and RBT. As both the Senate Finance Committee report and the IRS slash academic report show that the problem with overseas tax evasion is not related to the majority of U.S. citizens living and working overseas. This is pretty much stated out loud in the IRS academic report and mirrors what ACA Global Foundation's research has also reported and what ACA has been saying for years. It's great that ACA's research supports this, but when you have IRS data and research that backs it up, it's even better. The Senate Finance Report was an investigation exclusively to address Credit Suisse's violation of its 2014 agreement with the Department of Justice. This is important to remember. The report is targeting the institution and highlights that once again, the problem is not the average U.S. citizen living and working overseas. Both reports show that Overseas tax evasion is related to a very small percentage of high-wealth individuals using complex financial and accounting schemes to circumvent U.S. taxation. This is a problem, and it hurts the community. 
That's why we all have an interest in ensuring that the U.S. government combats tax evasion while also ensuring that the average citizen doesn't get overburdened and negatively impacted by tax legislation and compliance for the sake of capturing a few bad actors. However, this is also why ACA has always stressed that any move towards residence-based taxation needs to be revenue neutral and tight against abuse. Revenue neutrality is directly related to leakage, which means money's lost from bad actors abusing the new taxation system. It is not so much about how much the government gets in tax income today, but won't get tomorrow with RBT. Moreover, it's focused on abuse and how the U.S. Treasury could lose revenue with RBT legislation from loopholes and abuse. That is why RBT legislation needs to be carefully drafted and pay attention to the ease of abuse. The idea that some argue for a system where people can just move in and out without any guardrails is something Congress and the U.S. Treasury just aren't going to accept. You need to be smart about what you propose, and paying attention to abuse is key when ACA is advocating up on Capitol Hill, because we know that RBT legislation hinges on this issue. You can see that the Congress is singularly focused on abuse, as it so rightly should be. So advocating for reforms that don't take this into consideration is foolhardy. Yes, fairness is definitely an element of the argument for RBT, but it simply is not going to win the day when you understand how critical addressing tax evasion is for the U.S. Congress. And believe me, this goes along party lines. And by the way, the U.S. isn't alone in its desire to combat tax evasion. You can see from efforts of other foreign jurisdictions that tackling tax evasion is a priority, and not all are doing a good job at curbing it, and many are struggling to find the right mix to address the problem. You simply can't ignore abuse of a system when you're considering new legislation. Some in the community don't agree and say that these reports are making things worse because they highlight the small percentage of bad actors and that offices don't understand the community demographics and perceive all U.S. citizens overseas as potential bad actors. Is this true? It is true that Congress needs to have a better understanding of the community, and that is why ACA is calling for hearings. Hearings are the platform for airing all the problems and issues, and for explaining to Congress the demographics and financial makeup of the community. That said, ACA has been educating these offices for years, and I can tell you that these offices do understand that there is a difference between Joe Smith working for an NGO in Africa with foreign investments and Joe Smith living in the U.S. and investing in dubious financial and accounting schemes offshore. But to say that they see us as a homogeneous community wouldn't be accurate. Again, if you look at the government's focus in recent reporting, it's about identifying who are the bad actors and identifying the loopholes and institutions that are facilitating the abuse, not painting all U.S. citizens with the same brushstroke. ACA Global Foundation's research 
both in 2017 and 2021, have really helped with this in terms of showing the Congress and administrative offices what the real American or average American living overseas looks like and how he is invested. You have spoken about hearings for a while now. Why are these so important? Why can't just meeting with offices make things happen? Great question. We get this a lot. We see from past IRS and Treasury hearings with regard to taxation, both domestic and international, that many of the offices don't have a direct line of sight into how many U.S. citizens are living overseas, how many are filing, how many should be filing, and what are all the specific problems for individuals, for small business persons, for families, the list goes on. Bits of this information exist in some offices, but these need to be brought together and augmented by ACA's research and information, as well as that of other groups and individuals. Drafting legislation when you don't have the complete picture, which is what often happens, results in problems. We can all attest to this. So before blindly asking a legislator to draft something, wouldn't it be great if they had a repository of accurate information to draw upon so that the right regulation or legislation, one that helps and doesn't harm, can be passed? This is what hearings will give those legislators and the offices and the administration. ACA has this information on the community through our two research projects fielded by ACA Global Foundation, and we have a wealth of knowledge on the problems from our years of advocacy work. Now it needs to be put on official record through hearings. You have a write-in campaign calling on individuals to contact their representatives and ask them to join the Americans Abroad Caucus. What is going on with the Americans Abroad Caucus? ACA anticipates that the Americans Abroad Caucus will be re-registered again in this Congress. This is a procedural thing that needs to happen every year. The caucus is an important representative body for U.S. citizens living and working overseas, and it has supported many efforts on behalf of the community and helped increase awareness of the issues and problems. Dina Titus, Democratic Congresswoman from Nevada, is the chairwoman of the caucus, and she is looking for a Republican chair to serve alongside her. Elvira Salazar, a Republican representative from Florida, has been the Republican chair of the caucus, but due to new committee assignments, needs to step down. However, she will remain as a member of the caucus. There are 28 members, and we anticipate the caucus growing and being active on our issues in the new Congress. Listeners can help grow the caucus by joining the write-in campaign. Another issue for U.S. citizens overseas is the windfall elimination provision, also known as WEP, W-E-P. There was some legislation in the last Congress calling for the repeal of WEP. Where do things stand today? For those who may not know, the windfall elimination provision, or WEP, is legislation that reduces an individual's Social Security benefits if they are receiving benefits from a pension based on earnings from jobs that were not covered by U.S. Social Security. That was another mouthful. (laughs) What this means is that individuals receiving foreign pensions may see their U.S. Social Security benefits reduced, even though they paid fully into both the U.S. and foreign systems. In the last Congress, 
there was both a House and Senate bill calling for the repeal of WEP, as this affects individuals both in the U.S. and overseas. The House bill, although well supported by both parties, never made it to vote due to some procedural issues. However, the two bills have been reintroduced in the 118th Congress. The House bill, H.R. 82, was introduced by Garrett Graves, Republican from Louisiana, and Abigail Spanberger, a Democrat from Virginia. ACA has a write-in campaign calling on supporters to educate their legislators about WEP and to learn about the bills in Congress. The Senate Bill, S-597, mirrors the House bill, but obviously the vote must begin in the House. ACA is reporting on updates on these bills on our website and in our communications, so keep a lookout. What else is ACA doing in D.C. to help with its advocacy? It's always great, our advocacy up on Capitol Hill, but a big part of our work is also to reach out to other organizations working on tax reform and to network with professionals and other experts in Washington, D.C. ACA is attending conferences on tax, compliance, and other issues, and meeting with professionals to see how we can work with others to advance our issues. Nothing beats pressing the flesh, and you can't do that from distance. Having a presence in D.C. and being able to connect with the media, professionals, and even representatives at private events and conferences is invaluable. ACA has made many important connections in this way. ACA is also promoting the RBT Coalition, Residence-Based Taxation Coalition, with other organizations interested in tax reform in D.C. The RBT Coalition is an independent group of organizations that has come together in support of adoption of RBT. The more organizations and groups that join, the better our voice for change. Any final thoughts? ACA can't do the work we do without the support of the community, so I encourage everyone listening to become a member of ACA or donate to our efforts. Also, join our write-in campaigns. These are super helpful, as when offices receive the communications and ACA follows up with a visit, we have more impact. Representatives want to hear from their constituents, and messaging is always stronger when it comes from the bottom up. Remember, ACA is nonprofit, nonpartisan, headquartered in Washington, D.C., and 24-7 up on Capitol Hill and networking in the community. Thank you, Mary Louise, for joining us today. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks again for having me. The American Citizens Abroad podcast is a monthly podcast that is published the second Tuesday of each month. It is edited and produced by me, Michelle, and is a product of American Citizens Abroad. You can find us on Twitter at ACA underscore podcast, on Facebook at American Citizens Abroad podcast, or you can email us at podcast at Americansabroad.org. Remember, give us a good rating on Apple Podcasts so other Americans living abroad can find us.